Hello and welcome to Protect Your Copyrights with Red Giant Rights Group CEO, Robert King. On today's podcast, Robert dives deeper into why you should protect your copyrights and what the process looks like. And now, here's Robert King with Protect Your Copyrights. Hey everyone, thanks for joining our podcast, Protect Your Copyrights. My name is Robert King. I run a company called Red Giant Rights Group. We started it with the older artists in mind, uh, those older artists who were not aware of all of their rights, particularly given to them by the U.S. Congress. And we also assist surviving family members most of which uh, don't have any inclination of their rights. Uh, They were not artists, they were not in the industry. Uh, They have wills, trusts, and estate attorneys handling their estates uh, who know very little, if anything, about copyright law. So uh, we hope that you'll check out all of our podcast episodes and learn what you can Feel free to reach out to me personally, but let's see what we'll talk about today. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, uh, whatever you're doing. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the podcast, Protect Your Copyrights. So today we're talking about why you got to answer the question of why. Why in the world do you go through this process? Why do it? Why protect your copyrights? And the immediate response, my immediate response is, why not? Uh, <laughs> you know, you know the old uh, adage, or, or uh, when we were when we were kids, and and uh, our parents or whoever used to say. Uh, you know, are you gonna get involved in X, Y, and Z? Uh, or did you do it because uh, little Peter down the uh, down the block did it? Why do? Why did you do it? Well, because somebody else did. Well, that is a perfect reason to terminate your con- to, uh, to terminate your copyrights <laughs> because somebody else did. You would, uh, maybe you'd be surprised, maybe you wouldn't be surprised, but uh, but th- there are plenty of folks out there who have gone through this process already. Now, remember, just to set it up, the, uh, the, the law was passed, uh, the copyright law was changed in 1978, the law was passed in 76, instituted in 1978. So one copyright uh, uh, statute applies prior to 1978. Another one applies post-1978. And and this is the way I understand it. I'm not an attorney. Uh, we use some of the best uh, copyright attorneys in the country, but this is my understanding of it. The uh, So this wasn't a uh, this wasn't a big deal uh, this wasn't on anybody's radar uh, because the the prior uh, copyright terminations were uh, too uh, too 
renewal periods of 28 years, which is 56 years. <clears throat> so that didn't come up till recently. And uh, the, the this one that started in 78 is 25 years. Doesn't even start till 25 years later. So just imagine if you're in the 80s, you're not thinking about terminating your copyrights. 90s, you're not thinking about terminating your copyrights. 2000s, not really. It was only in the beginning of the 2010s, around 2013, was this really coming into uh, coming into the uh, uh, you know the awareness of artists as a thing, as something of significance. So therefore, you don't have a lot of, uh, 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 not everybody uh, knew about it. Not everybody was acting on it. And now, that was <laughs> five, five, you know, five, ten years ago. Now we have a ton of artists who are aware of it and who are uh, taking care of their copyrights and who are taking care of their responsibilities to protect their copyrights. And not surprisingly, more songwriters do than uh, than recording artists. Let's talk about a simple concept of copyrights. This is uh, and <laughs> this is one of the more frustrating uh, topics for me personally because, of uh, how the law is set up and and some whoever was in charge came up with this concept and uh, it's very frustrating to uh, to think about but uh, but let me break it down for you as as simply as I understand it there something went into effect on uh, February 15 1972 okay so prior to February 15 1972. A song, and we're talking about just songs now, prior to February 15, 1972, a song ha uh, had only one copyright called the composition. That's the, the person or, or people who wrote the song. Okay? That was the uh, composition copyright. Now, after February 15, 1972, every song has two copyrights. The composition, songwriters, and the sound recording, recording artist. So, why, and, and, and one of the podcasts will dedicate an entire podcast to why in the world are, is the music, is the, is the sound recording not a federal copyright prior to February 14th, 1972. But that is for another <laughs> that is for another conversation and as I as I just said, it's uh it's one of the more frustrating things that uh, that we deal with on a on a daily basis. Uh so, if after February 15, 1972, your uh your every song has two copyrights, then that means that the new law, the new statute that went into effect January 1st, 1978, has two copyrights. 
So everything that falls within the new statute has two copyrights, sound recording, compositions. Now back to why would you do this? Well, because there are a whole lot of other people who are already doing it, and, and they're household names. They're major recording artists. They are uh, uh, some of the best and well-known songwriters of all time. Uh, and not surprisingly, there are more songwriters who have gone through this process than recording artists. And that's that composition sound recording type thing, right? You understand uh, having your own publishing company. You understand uh, just sending in uh, copyright notices into the co into copyright uh, the copyright office to to uh, for your for your written work for your for your uh, uh, your composition. Not everybody gets that you're also making a copyright with your sound recording. So, is it up for debate whether or not you actually own the sound recording, whether it was a work for hire, whether it was you, you, you were part of a corporate body, blah, blah, blah? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it does, a little bit. But I, uh, I'll, I'll argue all kinds of things on that. And, and we'll go back and forth on that. And, and federal uh, case law is, is not necessarily, um, not necessarily do they have a, a decision yet on that. So we can argue back and forth. <laughs> uh, and some labels, uh, some labels feel very strongly one way and, and, other labels feel strongly another way. So um, every label has their own argument. So you just got to you just got to know that going in. They're not interested in giving you your sound recordings back. And and frankly, you know, uh, as far as we uh, uh, as far as our experience, very few people are getting their sound recordings back. Compositions, on the other hand, songwriters, yeah, they have a much better chance of getting their compositions back. Sound recordings are their own different animal, and and uh, and we fight that battle every single day. But um, but one of these days there will be a decision that will buy the the courts that will help define this, and that will provide some clarity, and that hopefully will help the artist hopefully will solve the problem for the artist uh that would be uh that would be a great day because the recording artist deserves just think uh, uh, you know we talked about this before but you're talking about uh, a copyright that's 25 to 35 years old and if it's still out there uh, well every asset is valuable so don't uh, so don't get me wrong but if the if a, a sound recording is still out there making money 25 to 35 years later give it back to the artist goodness gracious the 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 record label has made their money they have made their money and then some they have they have uh, made their their money hand uh, hand over fist if it's a popular song so that's what we're talking about today is who else is doing this why wouldn't you do this 
Uh, we did some research uh, a couple of years ago and just to find out, just to look at sound recordings and uh, songwriters and recording artists. And we found that the sound the, the, that the songwriters were about 50 50. The popular songwriters who had gone through this process was about 50 50. Recording artists was about 70 30, meaning 30%, only 30% had, had, uh, had started this process. Now, how do we know this? It's it's really uh, it's common knowledge. You can a anybody can access this information. We may know how to access this uh, just because we deal with it every day uh, better than most. But but it, it's it's common knowledge, and I I don't like to use a lot of artists' names just because. Uh, because I'm in the copyright business and I understand the value of name or likeness. So I don't necessarily want to use somebody, else, somebody else's name, uh, an artist's name, when I know that it's a, uh, you know, when I know it's an important thing to, uh, to protect the names of people. So... Uh, so, so I'm not going to... Uh, we're not going to give you a long list of names. However... I will tell you, let's say this, in America, uh, American artists on the sound recording side, I would say over a hundred have started the process of terminating their sound recordings. Again, household names, some of the top recording artists of all time, uh, songwriters, Hundreds, easily, hundreds. And the interesting thing about songwriters is that a uh, many of them started this process uh, decades ago because they wrote songs in the 30s and 40s and 50s, and they started uh, the and and the uh, the term is 56 years, and so they started sending in their notices of termination decades ago um, so songwriters hundreds and sound recordings I can identify we can name over a hundred in the US and what's interesting is there are artists recording artists from all from all different kinds of countries all around the world that are executing their termination rights. Now, keep in mind that, as I again, I'm not an attorney, but as I understand it, the when you terminate, you only get to terminate U.S. So, so, uh, so, no matter what, again, a, a loophole in the law that's very frustrating. Um. You don't get the if you terminate, you get the your U.S. Uh, copyrights back. You don't get the international sound recordings back. Uh, I mean, the rights to the international sound record to the international sales. 
you don't get the rights back to the international uh, compositions. They can they can keep exploiting those international rights for profit. Um, so that's why, in some instances, it's better just to negotiate a new deal. And and um, you know, often more, I'd say more often than not, that's what Red Giant is trying to do on behalf of artists and surviving family members is uh, negotiate a new uh, a, a new deal that's uh, that's more fair. Is it fair altogether? No, <laughs> no, no, no. But it's more fair. Um, and it uh, it helps the artist and the family members for the next thirty plus years with with new terms. So uh, so in that way, it's it can be a positive thing. So that's what we do at Red Giant. We uh, it, it in many cases it makes sense to renegotiate the deal to renegotiate renegotiate the entire thing and. And is it always uh, it, it is always a win for the client? Is it the necessarily the preference? Um, is it fair? No, no. Uh, it, but is it better than what it was before? Absolutely. So those things are good, and and that's what we that's what we're doing on behalf of the artists every single day. That's why we're out there trying to make a difference for these artists. Songwriters, recording artists, authors, playwrights, screenwriters. So, <clears throat> sorry to interrupt. This is Robert King, CEO of Red Giant Rights Group. I want to sh make sure that you know that we are available to answer your questions. Feel free to call me on my cell phone for a confidential conversation. 917-848-9934. Again, 917-848-9934. And now back to the podcast. Why do you do it? Well, <laughs> bottom line is because everybody else is. Not everybody. Because, <laughs> because a whole lot of other people are. And specifically, when you look at some of the uh, household names, greatest rock stars, greatest uh, country music singers, greatest, greatest uh, songwriters in pop, then uh, you see that they have, they have uh, started this process or have, have finished the process. They have either negotiated their copyrights back or they have uh, negotiated a brand new deal. Now, let's say a couple more things. So, you need to know that this is a not this is this is a process. Uh this is the uh, the way I understand it again, I'm not an attorney, but the way that I understand it, once you send in paperwork to protect your copyrights, you're really giving the uh, record label, the publisher, uh the uh, production company a 2-year Window a two-year heads up. You're really giving them two years to decide what they're going to do, and so it's a long process. Uh, it's not something that uh, you call up Red Giant and say, "Hey, I want to do this," and next week we have a we have an offer for you. 
just doesn't happen like that. Uh, these multi-billion dollar companies are slow. Uh, they are uh, they are thoughtful in what they're not not thoughtful not thoughtful in terms of con, uh, considerate, but thoughtful in terms of they're going to review and examine every possible scenario and try to make it work out for them the best way possible. So it takes uh, it takes a while. Plus now five years, almost 10 years later, there are a whole lot of people doing this. Uh, Let me just put in a small advertisement for what we do. Yes, can somebody else do this for you? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, As a matter of fact, you can do it yourself. You can go through this process yourself. As a matter of fact, if you will call me, I'll give you the link to the uh, to the page on copyright.gov that tells you exactly what to do. You can do it yourself. And anybody who tells you you can't do it yourself is lying to you. Now, will you have success yourself but doing it yourself? Don't know. Will you make a mistake that uh, that could uh, that could cause you to miss your window altogether or to uh, to have to start all over a year or uh, 18 months into it? I don't know. Possibly. Well, one, of the, <laughs> one of the main things that we notice is there are a lot of people making mistakes. Uh, there are a lot of people that are, uh, pardon my language, that are screwing this up. And so, yeah, you get to do it yourself and you want to avoid uh, paying somebody... Uh, like our company to assist you or or uh, more often than not a red giant uh, it, it has a piece of the negotiation whatever we negotiate uh, we're compensated through a percentage of that and a percentage of the copyright moving forward so let, let's say you don't want to you don't want to give that up all right well you can do it yourself you can find uh, attorneys and pay them a retainer thousands of dollars uh, to uh, to do it. Absolutely, you can do this yourself. Unfortunately, is if you make one mistake, you miss your window. And then it's got done, done forever, gone forever. Unfortunately, you may not have a working relationship with record labels, publishers, production companies. Uh, you may not know the intricacies of the Copyright Act. You may not know exactly uh, what to say, when to say, how to say it. And, uh, and, 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 and may not have leverage. Uh, and leverage is very important in this, uh, in this negotiation process because you want the leverage to, uh, to be able to say, hey, you know, I'm, we're doing 10 deals with you. We're doing 100 deals with you. Let us, you know, let's, let's throw this one into the mix and, uh, and make a difference. So... That is, uh, there are a whole lot of reasons why you would use a firm like Red Giant. If you want to use a different firm, go for it. We have to, you know what? Frankly, when we started this business, I started it with the artist in mind. And I wanted to, I, I, I'm an artist. You may have heard me say this. I, I'm not a... Uh, I'm not as good as any of you guys, but but uh, but yeah, I sing, and I uh, I've released a, uh, an album uh, and uh, a couple of singles, 
and I have, you know, I'm working on an album presently, and I'd, I have aspirations of being a uh, international superstar. Sure, all of that is true. Why did I start this company? Because I have a heart of the artist. I understand the artist's plight. I understand working so hard on something and being so, well, with all due respect, desperate for a recording contract that you would sign just about any document. And now, 30 plus years later, let's go get value for that document. Uh, let's go get value for those copyrights. So, so yeah, we, we believe in the artist. We have a heart for the artist. And that's what we're, uh, that's what we're focused on uh, primarily. So, can you do it? Yes. Uh, uh, will you make a mistake? Probably. <laughs> uh, are there other people who can do it for you or, or with you? Yes, there are other firms. Will they make mistakes? All I can say is that we have spent time in the past solving the problems that other firms have made. So I'm not here to disparage any firm. I'm not here to, to disparage any uh, attorney. Uh, there are fine attorneys out there who are doing this work. And, uh, and so, and, and, and like I said, we use some of the top copyright attorneys in the country for, uh, for, different, uh, for different projects. So you absolutely can find somebody. A, what's a little different, uh, this is not a commercial, but just know that uh, Red Giant has a series of services that go above and beyond filling out the paperwork because, like I said, anybody can fill this paperwork out. You can fill this paperwork out, but you want somebody who will, uh, or a firm, a group of people who will do this uh, more than just filling out paperwork. They will offer more services than just filling out paperwork. Okay. To wrap up, I want to just uh, say a couple of things. Why do we do it? Why in the world would we go through these steps? Uh, because a whole lot of other people have, and 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 they're they're your contemporaries, uh, or they're better. <laughs> they're more successful. They, uh, you know, some. I'm, I'm talking about some of the biggest names of all time. I can use names of the people who have the popular uh, filings suits against the record labels and publishers uh, like uh, Paul McCartney. And Paul McCartney and Sony ATV had a settlement uh, several years ago. And and one of the reasons Paul McCartney sued was because he'd sent in notices of termination and Sony ATV wasn't doing anything. Uh, now, we can argue... <laughs> We can argue that, uh, you know, the, uh, about the timing of everything. But the point is, is that he knew he had rights. And that's why he terminated. And if you're sitting there saying, well, of course, Paul McCartney did. He has uh, assets. And that's why he went through the process. Sure, he has assets. And so do you. Every creation is an asset, and it's up to Red Giant or whoever your partners are to find out how to use those assets to your advantage and make the most money that we possibly can for you and your surviving family members. But 
don't use the excuse of, well, I'm not as big as Paul McCartney to, uh, to not go through this process. I guess just about everybody could use that uh, excuse, but <laughs> there are plenty of those out there that are one-hit wonders, uh, that have, uh, you know, a, a 10 uh, number ones, uh, that have released 40 albums. Uh, it's just, it doesn't, you know, the, the range is, is, is massive. There's one artist that released one album, maybe just a single, uh, but released one album, had one hit single, and he terminated. Why? Because that song, particular song, makes a ton of money still and is great for syncs and great for uh, uh, licensing. And so you want to make sure that uh, you have as much of the rights as possible. So take the concept of if these other people are smart enough to go through this process, there is a reason why they've done it. There is a reason why you should do it. And it's not a peer pressure thing. Oh, just because they did it. No, it's because you have been granted these rights, this gift by U.S. Congress. It is federal law. Uh, let me use another quick example uh, before we wrap this up. This Duran Duran case that uh, that the ruling came uh, a couple years ago, that's brutal. The, I mean, it's just absolutely. If you if you spent some time looking at uh, the case itself and and uh, the uh, the details of it, you would understand why it's so frustrating for uh, a guy like me because it just sent the wrong message to. Uh, particularly uh, uh, to English artists. There are dozens of artists, uh, outside international artists, who have submitted uh, notices of termination for the, uh, for the U.S. rights. And it just makes sense that you do it. Uh, but this Duran Duran case sent a message to saying, oh, no, you don't have the rights to do this. And it is uh, hopefully somewhere down the line, there is a new ruling on it. Hopefully somewhere down the line, it's, you know, we, it, it, <laughs> the record is set straight. But it, it has been uh, a, an impediment to some English artists uh, or, or international artists uh, taking advantage of their rights of their U.S. rights given to them by U.S. Congress. And, uh, and, and so that if you are one of those artists, if you are a surviving family member, uh, you, you still have these rights. Don't let anybody tell you you don't. Um, there are other English artists who are exercising their rights. Uh, don't let anybody tell you they're not. So um, look, here's the bottom line. Can you do it yourself? Yes. Go for it. Absolutely. Uh, it, w when we started this business, uh, t it, I, I had the heart of the artist, as I told you. Um, and so we're agnostic on whether or not you choose Red Giant. 
we really want you to take care of your copy. We, <laughs> the whole concept behind the podcast is protect your copyrights. We really want you to protect your copyrights for yourself and for your surviving family members. And, and, and we've talked about how long that is, right? Uh, uh, prior to 1978, those copyrights are, are good for 90-plus years, uh, in some cases 100 years-plus. These uh, these copyrights after 1978 are good for uh, 70 uh, plus years uh, after your uh, for the rest of your life plus 70 years. So there's there's a this is generational. These are these decisions that you make in order to protect your copyrights can have impact on uh, on your family for uh, for many many years. And we have those clients. We have those family members who are <laughs> who are still making uh, the gift is still being given, who are still making money off of the copyrights from their original uh, from uh, you know from from their father or their mother, uh, brother, sister, you know, from their family member. So. <laughs> This is, uh, you can do it, but if you're going to do it, choose somebody, choose a firm that you can trust, that you believe in, uh, that's had success, that, that, that potentially, uh, like let a Red Giant can offer you additional services besides just uh, writing a letter. And, and uh, think about... The fact that why wouldn't I do this? Why why would I not try to protect as much as I possibly could and take advantage of something that every well not every and take advantage of something that so many other people have, so many other songwriters, so many other recording artists, so many other authors, playwrights, screenwriters. Protect your copyrights. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, it, uh, the, As you can tell, I I feel very strongly about this. I, it's a passion for me. And I just want you to take care of yourself and your family members. Let us know how we can help you. Thanks for listening. I look forward to speaking with you again. Thanks for listening to Protect Your Copyrights with Red Giant Rights Group CEO, Robert King. For a confidential conversation with Robert, give him a call on his cell phone at 917-848-9934. Once again, that's 917-848-9934. 34. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and be sure to join us next time on Protect Your Copyrights with Robert King. Woo!